Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Hey everybody, it is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, 19th day of January 2023. My name is Nick. Hey, there's Big J right over there, man. Hey, man. Welcome to a snowy Thursday morning. Make sure you account for extra time getting into work, and sometimes that doesn't even matter, Big J. There is a fairly big accident on 84 heading into Boise, so if you live in the 2C of the Meridian area, know that coming in. I feel like anybody who travels on the freeway to get to work is a hero. A hero? Wow. I, mean, I won't do it. I uh, I just uh, I go a different way. I, I just uh, I don't want to deal with it, especially in the winter uh-huh. when it's icy and snowy. It's like, man, I don't want to take that chance. Well, it's, it's a lot of metal flying around really fast. Interesting to me that you find the freeway more... Da- See, to me, I find well-traveled roads a little bit easier for me to handle during the winter years, the winter months, than, See, than actually, like, you know, side streets. If we were in a regular, like, time frame, like, going to work at a normal time, uh-huh. yes, I would agree with that statement. But, uh, you know, I mean, look, I leave my house at 4 a.m., uh-huh. so... You know, there's only a couple people on the road. Right, no I matter have to what. I worry about, you know, a lot of people and uh, their bad decisions when they're driving. I guess that's true. I just, I'm more, it's more about blazing a trail for me than anything else. You I, got an all-wheel drive, pal. I, well, I know I do. It's just, it's just, uh, I, I enjoy it, but, and I have no problem with it, but to me, it just seems safer. Now, of course, you got to take it easy, and you don't want to follow too close and all that kind of stuff in winter driving. But, hey, to each his own, I guess, is our point. Just saying you're my hero. Oh, thanks, man. Okay. Uh, welcome to uh, Thursday. It is a nice little day. Big J's going to give you some Nerd Alert action today, that's for sure. Yeah. We got your tickets to the Foos Fighters. That's going to happen during the course of the program today. We also are going to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Bad impressions on the agenda, so it should be a decent Thursday show. We owe you some music, so let's get some Radiohead going. It's Creep kicking things off here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, a decision was made yesterday by former Boise State quarterback and four-year starter Hank Bachmeyer. He has decided to transfer to Louisiana Tech, Big J. He told ESPN that yesterday afternoon. Of course, if you remember back in the day, Bachmeyer, one of the highest recruits, landed in school history. He arrived at Boise State back in January of 2019, which seems crazy. Yeah. Uh, immediately won the starting job, and in his first game as a starter, he led the Broncos to the program's biggest comeback win over a Power 5 opponent in the school's history when they came back on Florida State University. You remember that game, Big J, back in the day? Yeah. And then things got a little shaky. Injuries, COVID protocols, all sorts of stuff led uh, Bachmeyer to just 13 games over his freshman season. As a junior in 21, he played all 12 games. He had a knee injury, though, for most of that particular one. But he did set a career high in completions, passing yards, and touchdowns. But always kind of got off on the wrong side with the Boise State fans. I think maybe he turned the ball over a little bit too much for really fans to get 100% behind him. And then back in September of last year, things came to an end um, when he started the first four games of the season. And then after a loss to UTEP, decided he was going to enter the transfer portal. And that was it. 
for him. Yeah, let's just put it this way. Like, like, and, and for a while, early on especially, he would get lauded for being really tough. Like, he would hang in the pocket and take hits, but at the same time, you know, he was throwing up the ball at that point, and it was causing, I think, some, some of those interceptions and things like that. And he never seemed to advance or get better at that. It just not a lot changed in his game, you know? Yeah, I feel like it was, uh, he got blamed for stuff that sometimes wasn't his fault. I mean, I think everybody can agree, even when Green was the quarterback, they weren't really happy with the way this offense was being run, hence why there was a new offensive coordinator halfway through. The offensive line for most of Hank's time here was not great for the Boise State Broncos, and he wasn't very mobile, and sometimes that is one thing that you can just basically chalk up as a failure or unathletic, but the reality of it is not everybody can run around, and uh, when you don't have a great offensive line, that means a lot of sacks, a lot of pressure, a lot of throws under pressure. But he wanted to go to an offense that threw the ball a lot, and the Raging Cajuns do exactly that. Uh, It's got the Mike Leach-style offense. Air raid is what they called it, Big J, if you're familiar with the term, where they just chucked the ball up a whole bunch. And so he is headed to Louisiana Tech to do that. Decision has been made. So that's where Hank will uh, be hanging out. We'll see if he gets a starting job. We'll see if he gets some playing time. We'll see how he does. Or, uh, Big J, he can completely fall off your radar altogether. I guess it's entirely up to you. Uh, on t- on t- of course, Rafael Nadal, probably one of the best tennis players in the history of the game. The defending champion of the Australian Open as well, the number one seed, but he lost in day three of the Australian Open to unranked American Mackenzie McDonald. Uh, Nadal appeared to be hobbling from a hip injury near the end of the second set, and he said as much when he walked off the court. He was like, listen, I was just trying not to get hurt more. My hip was very, very much in pain, didn't want to retire, so he lost in straight sets for the first time in a very, very long time. Uh, So congratulations to Mackenzie McDonald and Rafael Nadal will have to get better. Apparently, people like their horror dolls, Big J, because Megan 2.0 is coming. Universal Pictures has officially ordered a sequel for the horror film that has made back its money and then some. I'm not you know, reeling it in, but it's a profitable thing, and horror movies have been that as of late. It'll hit theaters in January 2025, so they're not messing around. Uh, they're going to have another follow-up to Megan 2.0. You seemed interested in this movie, are you? Yeah. Uh, not not enough to go see in the theater. Though. Well, I mean, I would want to go see that with uh, with my kid who loves horror movies, yeah. and um, uh, she just she's yeah, very busy right now. So uh, that wait till it comes out. But yeah, I think it looks creepy as hell, and that's interesting. Like well, just the doll itself. Is, yeah, I think that they, uh, it's more of a comedy than it is a horror. I think it's played up as in the movie. I haven't seen it, so I can't say for sure. But everybody that I know that has seen it has said it was a lot of fun, and that's not usually something that I equate with a horror movie. But apparently, it's a good time and an original story and well written and so that's well, why I mean I think now we can look back on movies like Friday the 13th and be like that's not a horror movie that's fun right I mean that's laughable no Friday the 13th sure some of those early the original Halloween, ones like it's hard to take it seriously as horror it's not that scary I, I, I'll agree with you with that it's not that scary I'm not sure I'd put the word fun yeah to very Friday fun. the 13th murder and mayhem yeah that seems like you need to talk to somebody about that it's very fun morning after with Nick and Big J there's your important stuff <laughs> That is Ghost, that is Spillways here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Big J, you enjoy cheese, do you not? Oh yeah. Uh, do you ever have cheese like late at night, like before bed as like a snack or something like that? No. You ever like grab a... Uh, not to. Yeah. <laughs> is there a reason why? Well, you know, shouldn't eat right before bed anyways. I see, so it's eating period, not just cheese. Yeah. 
before bed that you do it. But if you do like cheese as much as you say you do, maybe there's a nice side hustle for you, Big J, because Sleep Junkie is looking for what they call Dairy Dreamers. Do you know what a Jared Dairy Dreamer is? No. Uh, it's basically they're looking to pay somebody $1,000 for eating a variety of cheese just before going to sleep every night for three months straight. Now, the folks who take this job will be asked to record their dreams, sleep quality, and then energy levels. The company is looking to see if eating cheese before bedtime makes sleep easier or increases the chance of nightmares if you eat cheese before sleep. Now, Sleep Junkie only wants people with a consistent sleep schedule who can't commit to sleeping alone for the duration of the study, so that may kick you out of it, Big J. Uh, But interesting, is, I guess, theory... I don't know if I've ever heard the actual theory that cheese gives you nightmares. I know that sometimes I've heard that eating before sleep can weird up your dreams. A and bit. for me, sausage. So, that's right. Sausage is what gives me game Sausage nightmares. dreams. Are those usually good dreams or bad dreams? They're nightmares. Oh, yeah. See, that's not good. Uh, but So you'll eat sausage before bed. Or is it sausage in no, general? No, no, no. That was just, you know, like like dinner. So sausage as dinner, will, will do they always give you nightmares? Yeah, always. Often? Always. So why not skip the sausage then? Because uh, I enjoy meat. Right, but there's why lots of other skip, meats out there. Why am I going to skip sausage in my uh, my delicious spaghetti sauce? I wouldn't do that. Well, if you don't like nightmares, I guess it would be a good reason to. I didn't say I didn't like them. Right, that's true. Uh, you have said often that you're a huge fan of nightmares, that they keep you on your toes, I believe. It's entertaining in my sleep. That's all that matters, Big J, at the end of the day. So if you want the $1,000 cheese dream job, you just got to check out sleepjunkie.com. They will have the application there for you, the ready-to-make-the-commitment, and see if cheese causes nightmares. One would think that if cheese caused nightmares, Big J, uh, we'd have nightmares nonstop. Agree with you. Sure, but then there be you got to delve really deep into that, like different cheeses. That's exactly their plan. If I mean, let's they're going to give you a variety of cheeses over this three months to see if it's a particular type of cheese that causes. I don't know how much cheese you have to eat. I would worry about the poops. You understand? Because cheese would bind you up from time. Yeah. 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 yeah so <laughs> I mean, eating that much cheese is probably something you need to be at least aware of. That could be one of the side problems there. But it's happening. Sleepjunkie.com. If you want to be the cheese dream gig. It's there for you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We have a chance for you to do a nerd alert with us. That's happening next on the X Rocks. In tech and gaming, Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Shocking news coming out of the world of gaming, Nick. Season 2 of both Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2.0 have been delayed. No! Nobody saw this coming. Uh, Activision has made several changes in response to player feedback, so uh, that is one of the reasons for the delay, as reported by Eurogamer. Now, Call of Duty announced that the two-week delay in a tweet, meaning Season 2 will now launch on February 15th instead of February 1st. Uh, Quote, our studio teams have been making several changes based on what we heard from our player community, uh, according to Activision. Now, Season 2 will be launching on February 15th. they will see the see the return of fan favorite resurgence mode and also add a brand new small map for Warzone. That's a big deal, if you ask me. And Activision also has made changes to the Gulag, looting, and loadout. So as for Modern Warfare 2, Activision is uh, adding several multiplayer maps, new modes and weapons, and ranked play is also returning. Also something a lot of people have been waiting for. It was gone for season one. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, there was no ranked play, and uh, that is uh, that's a pretty big deal because then those those 
a lot of times the there's certain rules in there, and you know the the matching is a little bit more even gotcha. based okay. on the rank play. So there you go. Uh, Rockstar sent a gift package to a Red Dead Online player who spent six thousand hours enjoying the Western themed action adventure game on Stadia. The online version of Red Dead Redemption 2 launched in beta in 2018, and for many players, it quickly became an entertaining time sink. It allows fans to remain immersed in the realistic, highly detailed world, even after completing the single-player campaign. Now, with Stadia finally laid to rest, what happened to all the other Rockstar Online player accounts? And what about those fancy Stadia controllers? Well, Rockstar set up a system for players to transfer their online persona and all their goodies to another platform from Stadia, so that's something that they could have done now it's probably too late but so not everyone has lost all of those hard-earned virtual items and a recent update to those google stadia's made controllers they made them bluetooth compatible so now you can use them however you please okay well there you go so not a total loss did it say what the actual <clears throat> thing was that they sent the guy that played them yeah it was a huge package of all the um uh there he there's a tweet or a picture the guy tweeted out uh, all the stuff that was in there and it's basically all the promotional stuff that oh, they okay. they put together so there's like an old western vest i mean just a lot of crazy stuff that unless you go to rockstar.com and you look at their shop you'd never know that that stuff exists so, so like fake little sticks of dynamite that are also <laughs> lighters and things like that the kichi fun things yeah. that, that are out there so uh he got a whole bunch of that and he get to he gets to keep his his uh, red dead redemption 2 online persona as well i'm, I'm sure he probably transferred that over to uh, playstation or something but either way there you go apple has revealed a new home pod smart speaker uh, with the HomePod second generation, the unexpected follow-up to uh, Cupertino's firm's first controversial competitor to Amazon Echo. Now, the new 2023 HomePod will be priced at $299, and at first glance, gives you uh, you'd be forgiven for wondering if Apple had simply wheeled out old stock of its first generation speaker. But inside, there's a custom-engineered high-excursion woofer, which Apple says can drive the speaker diaphragm a full 20 millimeters. There's also uh, five tweeters using uh, beam foaming uh, to direct their sound and a bass EQ microphone. So the new HomePod uses sound reflections from the surfaces around it, whether walls or something else, so that it can adapt its musical tuning in real time. Apple says that it's also capable of beaming direct and ambient uh, spatial audio to listeners, so it's going to sound phenomenal. And, and you know, in, in all honesty, obviously I'm not a big fan of some of the Apple products. Their headphones, their AirPods, all of those things are amazing. And of course, they got a lot of that technology from Beats when they acquired Beats. From this sa- this sounds like it's not exact. I mean, is it a competition source for the Echo, or is it more of a Bluetooth speaker that's supposed to be extra fancy? Uh, yeah, probably extra fancy. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of controls that so you can have Siri control your Apple TV. So okay. they're trying to all put that in. And then Apple also had mentioned that they were putting out uh, a home, um, uh, like a, a, a home um, smart home iPod or iPad device to control all your stuff to make it you know look like it does in the movies and they oh here's a pad and it's all that stuff they're doing that as well the future is now ladies and gentlemen there is your nerd alert courtesy of radio's big J on the way, some important stuff along with we're going to hell. Hold on for that. But first, we have to slide inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center because it's snowy out there. It's brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. Let's see how the roads look with CB. There's a crash on eastbound I-84 right before Eagle Road, exit 46. The left lane. News. 
Important stuff. Launch news feed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The new study is in from the University of Essex and Reading. They work jointly to discover that, you know what, if you've got a teacher that's a bit of a hard ass, it's not exactly a great look for you. Uh, and it doesn't work when it comes to kids specifically age 10 to 16. Kids that have strict teachers are more likely to rebel, less likely to actually learn anything that they're being taught, and they have a real problem in school because their teachers are jerks. Now, those teachers that are kinder, gentler, that actually, you know, show like they care and give a crap about the kids, they encourage a stronger student-teacher relationship, and there's much more retention when it comes to classroom. And, according to the study, that can carry over into parentdom as well. If you have yourself a strict parent and somebody that yells and screams a lot when you're when the kids are age 10 to 16, and ain't going to go over very well. It's not a good uh, combination, but those that actually have a caring, compassionate relationship end up doing well in those particular years, or at least better than those that are stricter and more difficult to get along with. So, a reminder, Big J, that a positive environment, whether it's at home or at school, can help kids. What do you think about that? Yeah, like teaching them instead of ordering them. Yeah, or, you know, not Around. screaming at them and calling them names. Sometimes that helps. Uh, you actually get through when you're kinder to people. It's a weird thing. Dallas Cowboys have signed another kicker, Tristan Vizcaino, to their practice squad, according to the Dallas News. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to suit up on Sunday for the Dallas Cowboys, but they may want somebody kind of pushing Brett Maher around to kick the ball a little bit better after his Tampa Bay wildcard playoff game. They still won 31-14, to but he's still in the record books for the first kicker since 1931 to miss four extra points in any game, which is never a good place to be, but I don't expect them to suit up another kicker. I imagine they're going to go to war with uh, the person that got him there. Everybody has a bad game from time to time. Uh, Brett's proven himself to be a pretty good kicker this year outside of that one game, so I'm not sure you throw the baby out with the bathwater or you're disagreeing. Yeah, no, I uh, totally agree, but it's still... You know, that's, that's, a, that's, ah, that's a lot to miss yeah, it is. in a game. It is. We'll see how it goes this weekend for Brett, if he even gets a chance to kick for the Cowboys. Chris Ford won uh, championships with the Boston Celtics as both a player and a coach. He passed away yesterday at the age of 74. Ford played for Villanova and the 71 championship game before being selected by the Pistons. He was also with the Celtics when they won the 81 title in Boston. He coached for the Milwaukee Bucks and Clippers as well as the Celtics and passed away at the age of 74, according to his family. So rested priest to peace to Chris Ford. And we got some finally uh, information about season three of Ted Lasso, courtesy of Apple, yesterday. They released the first still photo from the season. And the streamer announced that the Emmy-winning comedy series will return for season three in spring of this year at some time. Although a specific date was not revealed. And according to the photo, not much has changed with Ted Lasso and the crew. There's only a quick still there, but uh, it looks pretty much the same from season two. That's another thing that I did as I was sick with COVID for two and a half weeks was I rewatched Ted Lasso uh, from the word go. It's a very good series, and I'm very excited for season three. And those involved, Big J, say season three is amazing. Not that I would expect them to say anything less. Nobody that's working on the show is going to say before the season comes out, man, we really dropped the ball in season three. I'm not sure what we were thinking, but hey, uh, get ready to watch it. No, Ted Lasso is going to get ready to come out probably sometime in April, maybe even May for Apple TV. So get ready for season number three, kids. 
Gears traffic. Still no interest in that one, huh? No. Just because of soccer? Yeah. Weird. So weird. Why is that weird? I uh, don't like soccer. I know, but it, like, it's less about like it's not like you're watching soccer he, matches. Is he not a soccer coach? Of course he is. But not soccer the, stuff all over through, through it. It's more about the people than it is about the soccer. Nah, it's that, also a problem. I don't like people. That's true. That is true. I didn't think about that. You join me in my own private hell? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. To Delroy Beach, Florida we go for today's We're Going to Hell story. And Big J, you are going to have questions when it comes to today's We're Going to Hell story. I'm not sure I'm going to have the answers. Probably the most uh, prevalent question you're going to have is why. And that's something that I cannot answer. But it revolves around the story of a woman who had to be pulled from a storm drain in Florida, which is a fairly uncommon occurrence, Big J. I mean, they have these large storm drains in Florida. They're all over the place for hurricanes, flooding, lots of different reasons. But they're bigger than normal sewers, but not very easy to take the tops off of. But for the, uh, she had to be pulled from one of these sewer systems but it was the third time in two years that she had to be removed from it. The third time? Yeah. Delroy Beach police say <clears throat> that she, they responded to a call of somebody possibly in distress near a particular canal. So they went over there. When the officers asked if the woman need help, police say she ignored them and then ran across the street, swung the cover off of the storm drain, and started to climb into the storm drain pipe. Now, right away, they're like, well, that's not normal. Okay. So as the police kind of came over to her and said, hey, you shouldn't be in there. You're going to get stuck. She refused to come out, and she began crawling further into the pipe, according to the officials. Firefighters were able to contain the woman because she got stuck between two sections of pipe. So they had to use a ladder and a rescue harness to get her out of this particular sewer. But they did get her out. Her name is Lindsay Kennedy. She appeared to have some minor injuries, so they took her to the hospital, and then they started looking up Lindsay Kennedy, and she's like, hang on a second. Back in March of 2021, she also had to be rescued from a storm drain. And that's weird. Uh, she was reported missing by her boyfriend in, Mar- in March of 2021. Boyfriend didn't know where she was. 20 days later, the fire rescue crews found her stuck in a storm drain, and they yanked her out. And they were just happy she was alive, and they didn't know what happened. And then, (laughs) apparently, what happened was, 20 days after that, after she got out of the hospital, again, her boyfriend reported her missing. What? And she said that she ended up entering the drain system and got was swimming in the canal. That's what she says she likes to do when she goes down to the sewer system. Great. Gets her into a canal, she likes to swim in there. And she said that she got lost and wandered from the tunnels through weeks. Nobody believed her until she popped up stuck in a storm drain in Grand Prairie, Texas, seven days later. So somehow, storm drain's that long? I don't know. I don't know if she got out, left, and then went to Texas and got stuck in a separate storm drain, or she found some sort of secret tunnel. Is she Pennywise the Clown? She might be Pennywise. She could be the Penguin. Georgie. From Tim Burton's, uh, you know, Batman Returns. Georgie. I don't know. Uh, Here's what I do know. Never under the influence of drugs, Big J. She has no disabilities that prevent her from, you know, kind of making able to, to fend for herself. She's got a boyfriend, she's got a house, and she just keeps getting stuck in these storm drains. Yeah, all natural crazy. Yeah, it's just a natural thing that attracts her to these storm drains, 
and gets her stuck in it. So I'm not sure how you stop that or what you do to make sure she keeps herself safe. But the third time she's gotten rescued out of a storm drain, you think you'd learned your lesson by now. That, hey, maybe this isn't a place for me. And man, yeah, it's fun while I do it, but if I got to get rescued every time and yanked out of here in a harness, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm not supposed to or be she's in. she's doing something right. <laughs> really? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. You can discover that on your own, Big J. If you want to crawl around sewers to see if she's correct, you're, you're, that's up to you. I'm going to call her a little bit off base here. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. is green day that is american idiot here on the morning after with nick and big j on the x rocks over the last week or so we've talked a lot about the american workforce big j we talked about how much people enjoy working from home that remotely working has increased uh, at least uh, happiness in a lot of workers that take that on we've talked yesterday about how uh there's a lot of people that believe that a four-day work week might be the way to get the most productivity and profitability out of a particular company and now there is a new survey that talks about specific productivity when it comes to workers that states the survey has found big j that the nine to five workday is a waste of everybody's time survey says uh that is because specifically with office workers those those that work inside of an office uh their productivity is basically in a five hour window and anything outside of that, you're not getting your money's worth and you're basically wasting everybody's time. What they found is that pretty much everybody that works nine to five hits anywhere from two to three slumps per particular day. Is there a time, Big J, where you know you're going to hit a wall and it's going to be difficult for you to sally yeah, forth? Yeah, uh, between six and ten. Okay. That explains a lot, everybody, uh-huh. if you're tuning into the show. But also, uh, there is a particular point, apparently, around 1.30 in the afternoon, if you're working a 9 to 5, that basically you're like, you're on operation shutdown. Things are not going well. And then you have another lull around 2.30. They have found the most productive time for employees is from 9.30 until 1.30. And anything outside of those windows, you're getting probably less than from the people that you're paying to be there. So uh, there's a lot of different reasons for the burnout, Big J. 58% say they struggle to get through the day because of lots of reasons. Too much time in front of the computer, uh, colleagues interrupting them in the office, not being able to take enough breaks away from the desk. That leads to their fatigue as well. And so that's one of the many reasons people are not energized at work. And so this study is saying, you know what? Why not get the most out of your employees for the time that they're there and shorten the workday from like nine until two and then you're going to get in that real kind of like you know drive by your employees they won't hit the wall as much they're not going to be wasting as much time fiddling around on the internet or whatever you don't want them to do and that's when you get the most out of them and that could help your company what kind of work is this focusing on office work those that work inside of an office in sort of some sort of cubicle i imagine that spend a lot of time at a computer uh doesn't really get into the specifics of it but they did study twenty thousand people that consider themselves quote-unquote office workers whatever that means so that's the kind of work it gets into and it's got to be a regular nine to five schedule the question becomes much like the four-day work week will companies ever decide to go okay how about we shorten your work day and we just make you work like crazy during those particular hours also, I, I do believe in my heart of hearts that if the workday were to shrink, Big J, those windows would also shrink, if that makes sense. Yeah, The productivity of windows would. 
because you know all that would all you adjust would do, for yes. your uh, laziness. Exactly, you would find a way to go. Man, it's already one o'clock. I can only go home in an hour, <laughs> and you would find a way to hit that wall again. So I'm not sure there's any real answer for this, but of course, uh, it wouldn't shock you to know that most employees as well very much in favor of a nine to two workday, as long as their salary doesn't change. Big J, you understand? Yeah, of course. They want those three hours for free. Of course they do. But uh, I'm not sure there's any company lining up to do this. So as much as it may make sense or it does sound like a beautiful thing to you, I, I don't think I would hold my breath as far as the company's changing the uh, actual eight-hour workday, as it were. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your workplace update coming up in a few minutes. Some important stuff along with your pop culture smackdown. Important stuff. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Microsoft laying off 10,000 employees, uh, they announced yesterday, after cutbacks in the uh, actual employee market thanks to the global economy. It is one of the number of big tech companies that are laying off employees lately. Microsoft CTO Natalia Natalia said that uh, the companies stepped up their technology services spending during the worst of the COVID pandemic, but now things are cutting back. Not the only ones doing this. Amazon, Facebook, Salesforce, among the other tech companies that are currently reducing their workforces, although this is standard operating procedure for Amazon, who usually hires a lot of extra people around the holidays, and then bring things back a little bit for uh, once they hit January. They're called seasonal employees, Big J. But uh, this is new for Microsoft, also Salesforce, and Facebook. So we'll see where that goes, but never good when you get laid off. No, it's a lot of people, too. Exactly. It's a lot of people. We got news yesterday where former Boise State quarterback Hank Bachmeyer is headed. He will transfer to Louisiana Tech. That according to ESPN. Bachmeyer, of course, one of the highest rated recruits in Boise State history. He arrived here in January of 2019, immediately won the starting job, uh, led Boise State back from the biggest ever deficit from against a Power 5 opponent against Florida State in his first game but struggled in this particular year and last year, for being perfectly honest, and decided halfway through the season he didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Entered the transfer portal, and now we know where he's headed up. So he wanted to play for an air raid offense. That's going to happen in Louisiana Tech. We'll see if he gets on the actual field or not, as he's in his last year of eligibility. Big J, there is a new movie on Netflix called You People. It is written and it stars Jonah Hill. But Jonah Hill is not doing any press for the movie. Uh, This is a rare move, but anybody who watched his other documentary on Netflix know why. He has been struggling with anxiety, specifically in press events for dealing with particular movies over years. And he's finally decided to take control of that particular situation and say, you know what? I'm just not going to do that. And his co-stars are along for the ride. Uh, They all were doing a junket in Los Angeles on Tuesday. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Eddie Murphy, a couple of the stars were in there. And they were all talking about how much uh, it felt uh, nice to be there and hold a place for Jonah, who uh, decided he wanted to kind of take control and protect himself over what feels right to him. So even though this movie, You People, comes out on January 27th on Netflix, uh, the star not doing any real press for it, but it is a conscious decision and has nothing to do with the quality of the movie or anything like that. It's more about... It's really funny. uh, Yeah, I've seen it. 
This is one that I've actually. They, they, it's it's not out yet. No, it's not out yet. In January, I remember I told you that uh, that my friends were part of the like the Netflix uh, group oh, yeah, that was yeah. able to see things in advance. Yeah. This is one of the movies I saw like six months ago. Oh, okay. And we, I had to fill out a gigantic survey about it and what, the oh. thoughts and stuff. So I'll be curious to see what changes they made from the movie that I saw to the movie that actually comes out on Netflix on January 27th. How cool. But if you are a fan of uh, Eddie Murphy, in my opinion, he steals this movie. Uh, it's just, uh, it had some issues with it. It's fairly long, but it's funny. I think you like it. So uh, I was all excited to show the wife the Renfield trailer. Uh-huh. Right? So watch it, and she's like, yeah. And then she's like, what's this, you people? And so we watched that trailer, and she was all about it. There she you can't go. wait to watch it. There you go. It's essentially Guess Who's Coming to Dinner uh, again. But you can check yeah. it out on Netflix January 27th. That is when it will be available for everybody to watch. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the hour. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Let's get you into some Foos Fighters tickets today. How about that? They're coming February 11th to the Knitting Factory. We'll set you up with those tickets for free if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Let me give you our phone number. It is 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown right now. You must defeat Big J in this particular contest in order to claim these prizes and to go to the show on the 11th. You must leave him in the dirt. Big J, are you prepared? Yeah. Well, let's see how everybody does. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, sir. Today is Dolly Parton's 77th birthday, and in honor of that, we have a couple of the Dolly Parton questions to get things started. Uh, we've referenced it several times on this show now. What is the name of Dolly Parton's theme park? Is it called Dolly's Dolly Folly? World. Oh, he doesn't even need the choices. Good All job. Right. I like that. Big J did and got it wrong eventually, but now I believe Dolly World's now burned yeah. into your memory, right? Donny, Dolly Land. Yay. Dolly, Dolly World, as Michael said correctly. Big J, uh, what pop icon had her biggest hit with a song written by Dolly Parton? Just pop icon. Yes, a, 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 a household name, for sure. Had had lots of hits, but the biggest hits was written, the biggest hit was written by Dolly Parton. Um, let's go with Madonna. Madonna is a good guess. Wrong. What song of Madonna's do you think was written by Dolly Parton? Just out of curiosity. Material Girl. Material Girl. No, unfortunately, that's not correct. Do you happen to know the answer, sir? You win no matter what. Britney Spears. Britney Spears, good guess, but no. Wrong. The answer with a movie coming out soon about her life, Whitney Houston. Right. Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You oh, was written yeah. by Dolly Parton and recorded by Dolly Parton. And technically, that song was a cover, believe it or not. But yes, uh, I Will Always Love You is a Dolly Parton song. Congratulations, man. Foos Fighters tickets are yours. Hold on tight. Happy birthday, Dolly Parton. I have one more. You, oh, okay. What movie earned Dolly Parton an Oscar nomination, Big J? Working 9 to 5? Working, well, it's just 9 to 5, but that would have been right. Working 9 to 5. For the best original song, as a matter of fact. Yeah. But got her nominated for an Oscar. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your headlines. They're happening next on the X Rocks. J. Headlines brought to you by Dennis Dillon and their 39th annual Expo Idaho sale is going on this weekend. As a matter of fact, if you want to shop inside out of the cold in all three Expo Idaho buildings, you can choose from hundreds of cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, and get top value for your trade, then you're going to want to come to Dennis Dillon's 39th annual Expo Idaho sale. In fact, you can join Big J, who's going to be out there this Friday, 4 to 6 o'clock at night. 
out there at Expo Idaho. So on your way home from work on Friday, pop on by, grab yourself a brand new vehicle, and say hi to Big J, who will be out at Expo Idaho, the building for Dennis Dillon and 100.3 The X Rocks. Headlines are as follows, Big J. That's illegal. Poor Rocket and Slow Speed Chase. Poor Rocket. Uh, you know Rocket's a raccoon, yes, Big J? Yeah. And a rail wor- wor- railroad worker had to rescue a raccoon from an oncoming train after the raccoon's testicles hair froze to the railroad tracks. Big oh, my God. A worker named Neil Mullis found the traumatized animal and carefully freed him using warm water and a shovel. Oh, uh, you just got that laying around, the warm water? I guess. He says that he, quote, poured warm water under his bottom while a co-worker used a shovel under his butt to try to break him loose. After about five minutes of slowly working him loose, he was free. He jumped off the rail, got out of the train's way, and ran into the woods, never looking back. None of that sounds fun, Big Jim, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, God bless these guys. They, they, you're absolutely right. They could have just left this poor thing yeah. and let it let, let let nature take its course, if you want to call it that. But, I mean, rough day getting your junk stuck to a railroad track. That's number one. Number two, it has to be removed via shovel. That probably didn't feel great either. Humiliating being, as well, I'm sure. Right. I mean, I'm sure the raccoon was completely embarrassed. I mean, this isn't how he wanted to spend his Wednesday. I'm positive of that. And so uh, the good news is I guess the raccoon is okay for now. Uh, all this happened in Georgia, by the way. So, everybody's alright. Apparently it was cold one there in Georgia. I'd have to guess if he's getting stuck to uh, railroad pikes. I, yeah. I guess I never really thought of that as a threat. But metal on skin in the cold, it can certainly be rough stuff. And even rougher stuff if you're a raccoon with a low-hanging tummy. That's illegal or slow speed chase? Slow speed chase. A North Carolina man was arrested after leading police on an hour-long chase which reached a top speed of 20 miles per hour. Not 120 miles per hour, 20 miles per hour. Police were called to the town of Boone and saw a man in a John Deere tractor going on a rampage. According to them, the man hit at least two vehicles, pushed a dumpster into a church building. He then headed on the highway where police deployed spike strips to take out the tires, but he kept going on his John Deere at 20 miles an hour. Officers then tried to shoot out one of the rear tires, but that didn't get him to stop either. From there, he drove the tractor onto a residential yard, rammed another car. After the hour-long pursuit, the man finally jumped out of the tractor and tried to run, but officers then tased him and placed him under arrest. One would think you could have tased him from the tractor, right? I mean, yeah, it would suck. He'd get some road rash jumping off at 20 miles an hour, but, I mean, they didn't want to... They They were okay with shooting out the tires of the rear of the tractor but not okay with like you know pit maneuver or something to that i mean maybe you can't do one in a tractor no, i don't know no it depends no how how well i mean it's still four wheels right you can't spin that thing around well generally a tractor's rear wheelbase is much larger sure, than that is true it, uh, now to be i mean to me when you say a john deere i don't think of a gigantic tractor but you may be right it may have been a very big one there were no pictures included in this particular story but maybe it's right but it wasn't easy to stop him when they finally did uh he got got so watch out and don't take your tractor on a rampage that's also not advisable Wrap it up with That's Illegal. Ten Philippines Airlines crew members are accused of attempting to smuggle 59 pounds of onions, 23 pounds of lemons, and about two pounds of strawberries and blueberries. The crew was allegedly bringing the produce into the Philippines from the United Arab Emirates in Saudi Arabia. The foods were found in the flight attendant suitcases when they landed in Manila. 
This come as uh, this comes at a time when many Filipino travelers have begun flying home with suitcases of onions due to the cost. Apparently, onions are very popular right there. But the uh, custom authorities then re- removed the produce and immediately destroyed it in front of their eyes. That's what they get. Look out. Who's going to eat your onions and lemons now? Nobody, right, Big Jay? No one. So maybe think twice before trying to smuggle. The uh, The crew members knew better. They just decided to do it anyway. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There is your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. <laughs> Pearl Jam, that is Better Man here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Of course, there's snow on the ground, has been all morning, Big J. That means it's time to start thinking about shoveling, dude. Yeah, and be careful because that's a lot of heart attacks happen. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why I don't shovel the walk or the driveway. You're convinced you're going to die of a heart attack? No, that that would be, I would be that statistic. Because uh, the last time I did that, I was like, oh man, it did not go well. I did not feel good. It just, uh, it wasn't good. But here's the problem I have. Is that the wife, she actually loves to shovel. She, She loves to do it. And so it makes me greatly nervous for two reasons. One, something happening to her. Uh Uh-huh. And then also, it makes me look even worse. Wait a second. Are you concerned that everybody who shovels is going to have a heart attack? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a weird fear. I feel like shoveling snow is evil. I bet you those numbers are lower than you think. (laughs) No, they're not. They they come out every year about the statistics of uh, people who have heart attacks and shoveling. And what are they? Like, I mean, what is the number that freaks you out? I'm sorry, I didn't sit here to research. Well, I mean, I'm just what if you have this fear, you would think that you'd have some sort of reasoning behind it. I mean, I understand. I've heard of people having shoveling accidents before. I've just never thought about the numbers being high enough where you have to go. Am I going to come back from shoveling my driveway? And it appears that you have that fear indoctrinated in you, which is interesting to me. But, uh, yes, and also, yes, when you send the wife out to shovel while you sit inside and play video games, this seems to be a running theme, however, Big J, in the Big J household. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's ever going to change. Do you think it will? No, I wish she would just not do it. You know, I could hire somebody. You, I'm not, now, that's the other thing. Like, I remember back in the day, there were some kids that came by and offered, yeah. but I can't remember the last time anybody knocked on my I'll door find saying, because I, I, when I was sick with COVID, I wasn't going out and shoveling, right? And that whole time we had some snow during that particular time, and nobody popped by and offered to shovel my driveway. I just had to chip at the ice when I was finally feeling better and went out there and did what I needed to do. But it'd be, uh, I'm not sure if there's a service or anything that would hire but and go out to Middleton to shovel Big J's driveway, but you're willing to pay? No, it'd be great to have a, a snowblower, actually. That'd I be great. see. That would make you feel a little bit better? Yeah, but we don't get enough snow for right. that. That's the other part of this whole thing. Is like There aren't that many shovel days. Like There's like six or seven that you really have to worry about around here, unless we have a really bad winter. So it's not that bad. But if you had to guess, Big J, who's going to shovel today? Well, she's already shoveling. Oh, it's already done? I just saw it. just saw it happen. Well, I don't know this. That's why I'm asking. I don't have access to your cameras, Big J. Morning after. Do you want access to it? No, no, no. There's things on there I do not want to see. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions. They're coming up next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. Impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. More than just Subaru, they're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. And we have for you some 
VIP tickets to Lounge at the End of the Universe. Uh, Brandon Vestal, very funny stand-up comedian, going to be there this weekend, but always something going on at the Lounge. Uh, and you can use these whenever you want, so you just need to figure out bad impressions here this morning to win these. I think it's going to take all three clues, Nick. We'll see how it goes. Uh, 208-287-1003 is our phone number if you'd like to play. It works like this. Big J has up to three clues that all point you in the direction of somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then congratulations. VIP tickets to the lounge at the end of the universe become yours, and we'll see how it goes. To the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Good morning. How are you guys? Not too bad, man. What's your name? Jerry. All right, Jerry, you're up first. Good luck. Here we go, Jerry. I play Lamont Cranston in The Shadow. Uh, next one. I play Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan first in the movie Hunt for Red October. Okay, and the next one. I played Jack Donahue on 30 Rock for NBC and portrayed President Donald Trump on SNL recently. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Uh, I can't think of a name. Oh, no! God, Jerry, I hope you're okay, buddy. <laughs> That sounded kind of dramatic. It really did. He, he sounded like he was upset. He almost self-edited himself, it felt like, uh, in that particular world. But you know what? Uh, it was a worthy try, and thank you very much for playing. To the phones we go. Hello, the X. Oh. Hi. Hello. Hey, man. Did you hear? I, well, I can tell you could hear Big J's clues. Did you need him again, or are you good? Um, I'm going to need the third one because I didn't hear it. You guys. Yeah, like, third, the third clue <clears throat> is I played Jack Donahue on 30 Rock for NBC and portrayed President Donald Trump on SNL. Oh. Oh, I thought I had it. <laughs> Nothing? Uh, my, when I heard the, the Tom Clancy Jack Reacher, I immediately thought of uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck? No, no, not that, even. That wasn't it. No, the, the very first person to play Jack Ryan in any of the movies. The Hunt for Red October was yep. when Big J was talking about. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, do you know who Big J is trying to be? Yeah, it's Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin yeah. is Ripped correct. Right from the headlines. Good job, sir. Hang on one second. We'll get you those VIP tickets to the lounge. Why is Alec Baldwin in the news? Well, news just came down that uh, he and uh, the armor from that movie Rust are being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter for the death of Helena Hutchins, the director of that movie. Well, she was a cinematographer, but the, cinematographer. the director was the one that was injured. Yes. But yes, it will be. Uh, so there will be charges that he will be facing. Uh, I'm not sure how this is all going to shake out or how it's going to go but uh that was announced this morning and so they are going to go after some charges for a couple of people on the set of that movie including alec baldwin who was involved in that fatal shooting morning after with nick and big j we will wrap up the show here next on the x rocks Three Days Grace on the Weapon, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J today. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. We got a nerdler courtesy of Big J. We talked about how we could possibly even lower our work week down than we already Morty have, but I uh, wouldn't hold our breath about that. And we talked about the magic woman that liked to hang out in stor- storm drains, which is really weird down in Florida. But we ran the gamut today, that is for sure. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk about Lounge at the End of the Universe. That's going to happen. More tickets coming up to Foos Fighters tomorrow morning as well, but that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, today, Nick, is National Popcorn Day. Oh, 
Oh, nice, man. So there are a bunch of theaters that are celebrating and uh, offering up some free popcorn. I, ha- I don't know if any of the local ones here are doing that. I haven't had a chance. I should have, uh, didn't have a chance to talk to our friend Randall at Cinemark, but uh, Cinemark is doing a popcorn guy national popcorn contest. I don't know if you saw that, Nick, that no. guy. He was on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, there's been some uh, some video footage uh, on social media of this kid. Uh, he works at a theater. I think it's a Cinemark theater. And uh, he, uh, let's just say he puts on a show when he's filling up your popcorn. Okay. And, you know, spins it around and just is having fun. Okay. Kids having fun, filling up popcorn. I don't hate and that. It made, it made a splash on social media. He got on Kimmel with it. So, uh, I, when I saw it first, I just brought joy to me. I'm like, damn, that's the way to fill up a popcorn. So, how are they celebrating? What does that mean? You said that they're, they're doing something for him at Cinemark. What does that uh, mean? A special promotion on large tubs of binge-worthy Cinemark popcorn with multiple sweepstakes to win free popcorn. Okay. Uh, as long as you get in a movie uh, before uh, today. All right. Well, today is the cutoff. Today is yeah. the cutoff. National Popcorn Day. It makes sense. So enjoy some popcorn at some point today. I demand it of you, God, as does Big J. Got some fresh popcorn with butter on it. What? You get excited about the strangest things. You do love I mean, that, that is a movie staple, without a doubt. We go to a lot of movies. There's got to yeah. be popcorn at yeah. it, correct? I know. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. It is easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's I pre-check. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. That's it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.